Hi guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. I hope that you're having an amazing week. Happy Thursday, if it's Thursday for you. We are entering into a new season. I don't know about you guys, but once Labor Day is upon us, it just feels like summer is over. We're going to get more into that in this episode. My feelings about summer coming to an end, a new season being upon us. But first, let's talk about what's new with me. I just went to the state fair, the Minnesota State Fair. It's a big deal, you guys. We don't have a ton of attractions here, but we do have the state fair, and that is something that we are known for, that people come to our state for. I think it's like the second largest. I could be totally wrong, but I think it's like right behind Texas, and what I've heard, Texas just has more space to hold their fair, to have more vendors. I don't know if the bigger the fair is, the better it is. I feel like I wouldn't be able to get to everything at the Texas State Fair. I can barely get to everything at the Minnesota State Fair. So I don't know, never been to the Texas State Fair, so can't really speak on it, but I can speak on my fair, and I am obsessed with my fair. I love it because of the pandemic. I haven't gone for two years, which is so long to deprive you of something that you love so, so much. But this year, I really made up for it. I got all of my favorite foods, Sweet Martha's Cookies, I got corn on the cob, I got pickle on a stick, I got fried pickles, I got a corn dog, mini donuts, fries, cheese curds. It's a lot of food for sure, but I did share with people, so it was not just me consuming it all. Thank goodness I would have fallen over. I still felt like I was going to fall over and I was sharing. It's a lot, but it is so worth it. It is so fun to just be with your friends at the fair, eat, drink, have a good time. It's amazing. It's definitely a summer staple for me, so I'm so glad I actually got to do it again this year. Just such a fun environment to be in. A great way to end this summer. With summer coming to an end, it means that me and my boyfriend are getting closer and closer to the move-in date for the new apartment in Chicago. Very exciting. I'm getting mentally prepared to move. I keep looking at a lot of Pinterest inspo for decorations. I really, really want to do a gallery wall, so I just bought a new print to add to that eventual project. Of course, you guys will see it once it comes to fruition, but it's so cute. I'm so excited about the things I'm gathering up before the move, but also really need to work on packing things up because that is a whole nother project that I am not necessarily mentally prepared for yet. Lastly, what's new with me, we're heading into Labor Day weekend. I'm really excited to have a long weekend again. I feel like when you have one long weekend, it feels like the next one is never going to come again for a very, very long time. So the next one is upon us. Let's just soak it in. Be happy that it's here. Be excited about it. Take advantage of it. I'm going to my boyfriend's cabin this weekend. It's going to be great. It's going to be another one of those things that is perfect for the close of the summer. I saw a quote the other day that's like, August is the Sunday of summer. And oh my gosh, so true you guys again we're going to talk about that more but let's soak it in let's reflect on that but before we do that let's get into what's hot because i have some stories that are really fun this week a little bit different let's get right into them first up according to the business of fashion chanel buys up more jasmine fields to safeguard famous number five they write wary of disappearing flower crops using the best-selling perfumes Fashion and beauty firm Chanel has bought up more land in southern France to secure its supplies of jasmine and other varieties, harvested by hand in a delicate annual ritual. Business of Fashion further goes on to say, The luxury group said it had bought up an extra 10 hectares, which is 100,000 square meters of land, adding to the 20 hectares it already exploits in partnership with a local family near the town of Grasse, G-R-A-S-S-E, 
known for its surrounding flower fields. On a sunny late August morning before the heat reached a peak in nearby Pagamos, dozens of workers were busy with this year's jasmine harvest, the key ingredient for Chanel's 100-year-old number no. 5 perfume, created by the late designer Coco Chanel. Chanel struck a deal with the Mull family in the late 1980s to anchor its production of five flowers in the region. Some local producers began selling their land at the time, drawn in part by property deals in the region close to Nice and the French Riviera. Oliver Polg, who followed in his father's footsteps to become Chanel's head perfumer in 2013, said, There was a time when there was a threat because jasmine production was starting to move to other countries. Apparently, the jasmine grown in this region has a very specific scent. The region became a flower and fragrance hub in the 17th century, when local leather tanners began to perfume their wares. Kind of just a random, interesting story. I feel like you don't really think about the production of a lot of these things, how Chanel Number no. 5 is able to withstand the test of time, how they're able to get the same scent over such a long period of time. Also, that so much of this is done by hand. You need so much detail and patience and precision to be able to do that. So I guess there are multiple reasons why Chanel Number no. 5 is as famous and well-renowned and has withstood the test of time as long as it has. And here are some of those reasons. So if that is your perfume or the lady in your life's perfume, it's not going anywhere. They took some preventative measures to make sure of that. Next up for what's hot, switching gears from perfume to a different kind of liquid. According to AdAge, Natty Light Vodka, yes, it's coming. Natural Light, the economy beer long linked to college party drinking, is getting into the booze biz. They announced a new line of flavored vodkas including lemonade, strawberry lemonade, and black cherry lemonade. AdAge reports that the brand is sticking to its budget-conscious ethos. A 750-milliliter bottle goes for $9.99 to $13.99 depending on the state. A small 50-milliliter bottle can be had for just $0.99. Cents. The vodka will initially be sold in nine states and Washington, D.C., but the brand plans to eventually go national. Digital ads plug the vodka as shockingly delicious, a claim the company is backing with a pledge to reimburse drinkers who are not, quote, wowed by the flavor of natty vodka. Daniel Blake, who is AB InBev's group VP for Budweiser and Value Brands, said in a statement, Natural Light is consistently looking to innovate to meet the evolving flavor presence of our fans. Nothing is off the table. Flavored vodka is one of the fastest growing segments in spirits, and we knew Natty was the brand to show up to the party with a great tasting offering to set us apart. Very fun news if you're a Natty Light drinker who also loves vodka. I watched the ad, and it definitely looks like a college party drink, which is where I personally think it's primarily going to be consumed, especially with the price point that they're keeping it at. I think a lot of people like a lot of the flavored vodkas. They're not my personal favorite, but there's definitely a market out there, so I'm sure there are people out there that are going to love this. So check out your local liquor store. I'm sure that they have it on some of the shelves, and let me know if you guys like it, if I should try it. Please give me your honest review. Last up from what's hot, another story from AdAge. DKNY debuts new logo as NFT. AdAge writes, DKNY is the latest fashion house to ride the NFT wave. The clothing brand will auction its new brand logo as its first non-fungible token. The new logo is inspired by an old DKNY mural in New York City on Houston Street. The logo is animated, featuring scenes of biking down a busy avenue, the lights of Times Square, and runners on the East River Parkway, along with the soundtrack of the city's sounds, voiceovers, and radio snippets. 
It's inspired by the idea that New York is a, quote, city that never sleeps. The NFT, created in partnership with a group of Paris-based artists known as Obvious, was auctioned on September 1st on RAD, an NFT marketplace. This auction page allowed prospective bidders and curious viewers to preview the NFT before bidding closed. Prior to the launch, Jeffrey Goldfarb, Exec VP of G3 Apparel Group, DKNY's parent company, said in the auction announcement, We are excited for DKNY to launch our new logo through this art form. The digital art highlights the brand's strong bond with New York City in a way that is uniquely our own and pushes the brand into this digital space with our first NFT. AdAge writes that this is not the first fashion house to experiment with the digital world. In June of this year, Gucci sold a video NFT via Christie's. Burberry and Louis Vuitton have both announced that they will launch NFTs connected to specific video games. Ralph Lauren partnered with social networking app Zepetto to release a 50-piece clothing line for sale in the metaverse. For DKNY, all of the auction's net proceeds will be donated to the American Nurses Foundation Coronavirus Response Fund for Nurses, which provides financial relief to frontline nurses fighting the COVID-19 pandemic. So I also thought that this story was really interesting because I am very uninformed about NFTs and the space of buying and selling them. But I do think that the new forms of currency and investments are extremely interesting to just see where society is going and what we deem is valuable. I listened to a podcast a little while ago and they were giving a high level lesson of what they are. And it seems to me like it's pretty much like owning a digital piece of art, kind of like digitally trading baseball cards. But the problem for me is that I'm too focused on the lack of a physical aspect of it. So at this point in time, I don't think I'm going to get into them, but never say never. And if anyone wants to have a conversation with me about them and the pros and the cons of NFTs, I would love to learn more. So DM me at Typically Peachy. I feel like all different spaces are getting into NFTs. So the more that I can learn, the better just to stay informed, you guys, you know. I don't know if I'm going to be participating, but I do like to learn. That's it for what's hot. Let's get right into what's good. I really only have two things for you guys this week, two shows that I've been loving recently. I feel like I gave a lot of products two episodes ago, so I'm kind of out of new products, but I will be getting some new products very soon. I have some things on the way that I'm very excited to share and to review for you guys. But before then, let's get into the two things that I do have for this week. First up the show Succession. Guys, I'm obsessed with this show. I cannot wait until the next season comes out. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to release in October, which is coming up, so I don't even have to wait that long, which is amazing. Me and my mom binged the first two seasons. We love it. We cannot wait to see what happens next. Here's the summary of the show. Although he has no plans to step aside as the head of Waystar Rayco, the international media conglomerate controlled by his family, Aging patriarch Logan Roy is contemplating what the future holds. He has lingered in the limelight longer than even he thought he would, and now family members want to run the company as they see fit. Despite a best-laid succession plan, tempers flare over Logan's intentions. Kendall Roy, Logan's eldest son from his second marriage and a division president at the firm, is the heir apparent. As Kendall attempts to solidify his eventual takeover, he and the three other Roy children force a difficult choice as company control and family loyalties collide. Just reading this summary to you guys, I'm getting even more and more excited about season three. You have no idea. It's on HBO, created by Jesse Armstrong. 
The actors in it are Brian Cox, Sarah Snook, Jeremy Strong, Kieran Culkin, Nicholas Braun, Matthew McFadden, and Alan Rook. It's so, so good. So many insane family dynamics and crazy amounts of wealth all put together. What that does to a family, especially when there's a company at stake. They're all constantly in competition with each other, but also they feel like loyalty is the most important thing. But they're all also trying to backstab each other all the time. It's insane and so entertaining every single step of the way. I would highly recommend. It's great writing, great acting, great setting. Some of these family vacations that they take are just a dream. But also, I would not want to be there because that is way too much drama to deal with. But it's a great time to watch. So definitely check it out if you've never seen it before. It's also so easy to watch because there are only two seasons. And like I said, the third one is on its way. So something to watch now and something to look forward to. That's like best case scenario if you ask me. So check it out. Succession on HBO. My second show for you guys. This show is not a secret. People love it. People stand by it. It has such a loyal fan base. It won an insane amount of Emmys. This show is insanely good. Such a fun time. Such an easy watch. And that is Shit's Creek. Many of you may be shocked that I've never seen this show before. But I never have, which is kind of really fun because now I get to experience all of it. And I'm watching again with my mom. We love watching TV shows together and this has been the newest one. Like I said, so easy. They're like under 30 minutes every single episode, which is so nice. We're already on season three of the show, so we're just flying through it. Here's your summary if you're in the same boat as me and had never seen this show before. In the sitcom Schitt's Creek, a wealthy couple video store magnate Johnny and his soap opera star wife Moira suddenly find themselves completely broke. With only one remaining asset, a small town called Schitt's Creek, which the Roses bought years earlier as a joke, this once wealthy couple must give up life as they know it. With their two spoiled children in town and their pampered lives behind them, the Rose family is forced to face their newfound poverty head-on and come together as a family to survive. The award-winning cast, Dan Levy, Annie Murphy, Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara, Emily Hampshire, Sarah Levy, and Chris Elliott, all amazingly funny characters, all play their roles so well. They're so individual, so to them. I don't think I could ever imagine these people as other things than what they're playing, which is such a testament to their acting. Seriously, it is such a funny, funny show. And I think, too, going from watching Succession to watching Schitt's Creek is such a drastic change, but I have such appreciation for both. Both have insanely wealthy families, but these shows could not be more different. But that's what I love about all the content choices that are out there right now. You can have both all at the same time. And I am a person that likes so many different genres, especially for TV. So this show is just a nice change of speed for me and my mom to watch. If you've never watched it before, check it out. I don't think that you're going to regret it. I feel like everyone that has seen this show has fallen in love with this show and the characters and how absurd everyone is. It's great. I'm sure you've heard this raving review from so many people before, and that's because it's so true. Shit's Creek on Netflix. Last up for what's good, your songs of the week. Sedona by Houndmouth. Together by Weaven and September by James Arthur. 
If you like that last song and want a remix of it, the Mentis remix is really good too. I can't decide if I like the original or the remix better. Just very different vibes, but both are very, very good. That's it for what's good. Let's get right into Need to Know Basis, because like I said, we are going to talk about the Sunday of summer at the end of this episode, and here we are at the end, talking about summer, fleeting away, saying goodbye to such a nice season, and saying hello to my personal favorite season, which is fall. I thought I would just give you guys a little bit of a summer recap. This isn't really going to be advice this week. It's really just my thoughts about the Sunday of summer, what I've done this summer, how I feel about the change of the seasons. I know that I made a summer episode for you guys, kind of talking about all of the things that I wanted to do this summer. The episode, A Popsicle a Day. I don't know if I did all of those things, but I feel like my summer was very jam-packed. I feel happy about all that I accomplished, especially considering the world is not back to normal. We're still in a very weird state of an in-between. Not everything is the same. Things are still different. Maybe some things will never truly be the same. So we're in the state of what it is. But I feel like I did a good job of making the most of it. So here's what I did. I've been at home. You guys know that. So I did a lot of swimming at the beginning of the summer. We have a pool, which is so, so nice for me. Just to be able to feel like I'm on vacation, even though I'm not at all. And I didn't really swim a lot towards the end of the summer. But in the beginning, I went swimming a lot. I went on walks by myself with my dog, with my mom. My siblings were home, which was probably one of my favorite parts. I love when my family's all together. I went to a drive-in movie. I went to my boyfriend's cabin a lot, which I love. I love boating. I went out on the lake a lot. I hung out with my friends. I had a bonfire. I went on some weekend getaways, which just felt so essential to switch things up, change the pace a little bit. I loved that. I had popsicles, of course. I wore sunscreen. I hope all of you guys did too. I went to baseball games. I love baseball games. Such a summer staple. I went out for dinners and drinks, did some light shopping, watched so many new shows, mostly with my mom, some also with my dad, some with my boyfriend, and some by myself. So it can really be a solitary activity or a group activity. TV is so fun that way. I took a trip to Chicago. Me and my boyfriend signed a lease on an apartment. Big, big moves there. I managed to get through an incredibly busy time at my job. It's still kind of in full swing, but that's okay, getting through it every single day. I took a lot of pictures. I spent days doing absolutely nothing, which were some of my favorite days. I spent days doing the absolute most, which were also some of my favorite days. I podcasted, of course, spent so much quality time with my parents and my little dog Luna and my bird and my boyfriend and some of my best friends. I just went to the state fair, like I told you guys, and now I am heading into Labor Day weekend, which really feels like most people's marker for when summer ends. So with all of that, reflecting back on it, I feel like I really did a great amount of stuff that I wanted to do. And I feel really fulfilled by all the things that I got to do. I think for a lot of people, summer is one of their favorite seasons. For me personally, like I said earlier, it's definitely fall for me. My favorite holidays are my birthday, which yes, I do consider a holiday, and Thanksgiving. And then I also just love all of the December holidays. So fall going into winter is definitely my favorite. It just has such a nostalgic feel to me, which is why I think I love it so much. 
but I know that's not the case for everybody. I know that a lot of people tend to get sad as summer comes to an end, as the cold seasons get nearer and nearer. But I just have to say that being in this stage of my life now, in my 20s, where I'm out of school, where I'm actively working, the change of seasons feels so, so different and less like an ending and more of a beginning of something else. I feel like I used to be a little bit more sad about summer ending because that felt like my freedom was getting taken away. I had to go back to a set structure of school and classes and all of that, which I did really love school. I mean, in high school and college, I was pretty excited to go back because I could see my friends and I liked the environment of school. But the lack of freedom that you have in certain situations is something that I was really sad about. Just being able to wake up whenever you want, do whatever you want. There's definitely a different feel to the summertime. But when you grow up a little bit more and you start working, it's like everything blends together anyways. It's not like in the summer, I don't get to work. And then in the fall, I start work again. You know, like unless you're a teacher or some profession like that. And even teachers, they do a lot of summer school too. So when you are working, it's not like you have that break. So I think for me, that's why it's not so sad that summer's ending. I'm just getting more and more excited for fall, moving into our new place, the upcoming holidays, the crisp air, the fall drinks, the change in the color of the leaves, the brisk walks. All of those things really make me so, so excited for what's coming up ahead. But also I get it. If summer's your favorite, you're thinking, I have to wait a whole nother year for it to come again. But you guys, seasons change so quickly. That is one of the things that I have learned so much this year. Time passes so fast, especially when you get older, which can sometimes feel sad, but it's also kind of a reminder to be grateful for the time that you're living in. Don't let the end of something stop you from enjoying the present moment, because trust me, I have let the day Sunday do that to me in the past, but I am not going to let the Sunday of the summer do that to me, and I hope that you guys don't either. Enjoy your last week of summer if this is what you consider to be the last week of summer. Enjoy it. Live it up to the fullest. Don't think of it as a memory. Think of it as the present moment that you're living in and have so much fun every single step of the way. This summer has been so great. I'm so thankful for all that I got to do and I'm incredibly excited for all that lies ahead. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have a great Labor Day weekend. Stay safe, hang out with your friends, do some really fun final summer activities. Don't get the summer Sunday scaries. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. (laughs) 